As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy. I'm Mike. What's going on? Derek, we are finally here. Uh, we should start with titles and introductions and things. However, we are in the beautiful section of Lancaster that is now being more developed than ever before. So do you two want to introduce yourself? And if you have titles, because I assume you're just wearing 30 hats, no pun intended. It's true. And uh, yeah, we can, we can start. Cool. Ladies first. Ladies first. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I'm Ashley Schaub. I am the owner and director of operations of Brazen Brewing and probably several other things, but I won't go into detail. At Marketing, event coordinating, I don't know. Social media. I guess that's all operations. Yeah. Sure. I'm uh, Drew Schaub. I'm the uh, owner, brewer, janitor, mm-hmm. jack of all trades, do anything I can't find someone else to do guy. So. Fence installer. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Landscaper. Hostess stand maker. Mm-hmm. You're all over the place. Yep. yep. So we first talked, how long ago was it? Like a year and a half at this point? I was because we got, yeah, we got beers from you guys a while ago. Yeah. And they were delicious. Thank you. But like, how long ago did you actually start brewing? Uh, well, I mean, I started brewing eight years ago as a home brewer. Um, but, you know, this concept of owning a brewer, I mean, when you're brewing like home brewers, you know, you're sitting in your driveway hanging out mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, we could open a brewery, right? And you it's know, always in the back of your yeah, mind. Yeah, it's, it's it's always kind of like a pipe dream thought. And um, we, I'd say, was it three years ago? Probably about three, three when we really started thinking about yeah. getting serious when about got, it. When we got serious about it. When yeah. I told you, if we're going to get serious about it, we're going to do it now, or you need to stop, stop talking, talking about, about it because I'm tired of hearing about it, <laughs> <Yeah>. really. <laughs> it was that push. That's yeah. what it was. Shit or get off the pot, I want to stop hearing about it. Yes. <laughs> your beer's just okay. You no, can't do this. that's not what I said. <laughs> that's not what I said. It was along those lines, but that's not exactly what I said. It was right after I won an IPA in the uni high, won the IPA category in uni high. I think it was about maybe 
six months or so after that. Yeah, so he had delusions of grandeur, right? You win an, a competition, you're like, yeah. I'm a professional now. Sure. <laughs> <What> no. <laughs> <laughs> Even now, I'm still like, I, I don't think I'm a pro brewer. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, so yeah. you, you went from home brewing to this, which this is just colossal. Yeah. Massive. In the scheme of things, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you tried to remain strong on those initial brews did you keep any original recipes yeah i mean all the all the recipes are in some form uh you know or another are part of our original you know recipe book um you know i've learned a lot in the last you know eight weeks or so brewing well i guess a little longer than 10 or 12 weeks now brewing um you know we made some hard mistakes and you know learn some hard lessons and get better every beer. I think mm-hmm. the beers that we have on the board right now are phenomenal and very happy with them. Yeah, I try to compare it to um, getting a new car. Like, if you've been driving a Honda Civic and then you move to a Dodge Ram, right? It's going to take you a little bit to get used to it. Tapping that brake pedal for the first time once you move into the pickup truck is going to feel different. Yeah. And when you do that, when you're brewing on a seven-barrel system versus a homebrew system and you tap that brake pedal and something is different, it's going to affect an entire batch of beer, right? And you can't fix that. You right. can't change that. And then you have to make the decision of, am I going to sell that beer or not? Um, and so things may not taste exactly like how you wanted them to taste. And as a business owner, you have to make the decision. I'm still going to put this on the board. It may not be representative of exactly what I wanted to, to show to the community, but I still think it's a decent beer. Um, and I know I'm only going to get better from, you know, from where I am right now. And I think every beer that Drew and, you know, his brewing partner, Justin, have made is only getting better. That's awesome. So take us back three years ago when you kind of start having the discussion of making this a professional hobby, because that's a that's a daunting discussion. And not only is my beer good enough, but can this be sustainable? Like, what was your process on understanding one location, what, where you wanted to build this place and, and all that? Yeah, I mean, we were we were driven by I mean, from a location standpoint, I mean, we had our we had our idea, we had our model. We wanted to be a small tap room. We were looking in like Tonawanda in that area, Niagara Falls Boulevard. Couldn't find a place. Felt but, like that was kind of a beer desert that, that, in that yeah. Niagara Falls Boulevard Amherst area. That there wasn't really a lot there, and there was a lot of commercial development that they could maybe use in some sort of local tap room. But also felt like our vision for what we wanted a brewery tap room to look like didn't really fit that area. True. Right? We wanted outdoor space. We wanted. Um, this kind of like rural upscale feel. There really wasn't anything there where we could achieve that look. So that's when we kind of started feeling like we needed to look elsewhere um, in the area in Western New York. And Lancaster kind of just fit that vision for us of where we could develop something that was um, rural and, you know, had had the room for us. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the other... The other limiting factor, constraining factor is really, you know, whether you have the utilities at the road, right? So, <laughs> you know, if you need to know where the sewer is in all Lancaster, I'm your man because I know where it all is, right? I went down and got the maps from the sewer district down we in Walden, We had sewer right? maps I mean, all over our house yeah, for like, several you know, months. Our realtor was, you know, he'd find property and I'd pull the map out and, you know, the, the owner would be telling us, you know, oh, yeah, there's sewer. It's like 500 feet down the road. Well, that doesn't help us, right? Like, I'm not going to run a sewer line that far. So, right. you know, like you really have to become your own advocate and really learn everything about 
construction and developing all that mm-hmm. stuff. I thankfully had a little bit of experience from my prior roles and, and job and, and, um, you know, so, you know, it, 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 uh, was quite the process though. Why did you guys decide, was that always the dream to build rather than renovate an existing place? The, this is fascinating. We talked about this before, uh, yeah, before we, we uh, recorded this great question. This needs to be discussed. Please run us through this. Okay. So, no, the dream was definitely not always to build. So when we started doing this, so Drew and I both had full-time jobs elsewhere in the corporate world when this kind of became something that we were thinking of doing. And it was definitely going to be a side project. When we started, we were thinking of opening a very small, maybe 3,000 square foot or less space with a small homebrew system, 1,000 square foot tap room in a strip mall somewhere. Uh, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> this place is massive. Right. Yeah, what the hell happened? Um, <laughs> you guys went off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> so we, but of course, I had a Pinterest board and. Um, That's where it all starts. Very always. specific on how I yeah, wanted I'm, it I'm to look. I'm home brewing in the, in the driveway and she's out on Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't find anything that really looked how I wanted it to look. And so then we're like, okay, well, maybe we could buy a building. Um but then I really couldn't find a building that looked how I wanted it to look. <laughs> and again, I was very, very specific. And, um, but on top of all this, of course, we're going through the economics of everything. And what, what you really kind of start to realize is that if you want to make a living owning a brewery, um, there's kind of a sweet spot, right, where you need to be, where if you're, you're brewing on a small scale, you maybe get stuck where you still need to work your full-time job. And you see that with a lot of small time breweries, right? Their owners are still working their full-time jobs. There's nothing wrong with that. We just felt like we were kind of either going to be there or we were going to be in a space where we were big enough where we could try to make a go of it to support our family on a a place that was big enough. Um, And so it kind of came to, okay, well, we could try to find some land somewhere and build a space that is big enough to have a have a space that will yeah. support both of us. I mean, we're, we're in a unique situation, right? We're a husband and wife mm-hmm. team, so it's two owners. Um, so we're not we're not splitting the profits amongst several families, right? Sure. It's just us and our son. So, yeah. how did you guys meet? <laughs> I know it has nothing to do with the brewery, but that uh, whole dynamic is should be discussed. So we met back in second grade. At, no, we actually we must have oh met Jesus. in kindergarten. Probably, but we, we went to the same. We went to the same school. We, growing you know, up, we grew up in Winslow School District. Um, you know, we there's a awesome photo of me blocking her head in the like homeroom photo for the second grade homeroom class, mm, yes. you know, and she's like literally behind me, but we didn't start dating till college. Um, went to UB together. Went to UB. We were in yeah. a um, community service oriented um, co-ed fraternity yeah. at UB that a mutual friend of ours from high school was in and kind of convinced me to join after yeah. Drew and her had joined the year before. Yeah. So we credit her for our relationship and our marriage. She's still a, a good friend of ours to this day. Um, yeah, so we've known each other since we were five and, and started was, dating in college. And that was how, how it went? Well, funny story. Mm-hmm. Today is actually our wedding anniversary, and we are spending it with you guys. You Come guys on. should have told us. You're on our wedding anniversary date right now. You're I welcome. Mean, that's adorable. Thank you. Well, yeah. thank you. Cheers. 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 Thank you. That's <laughs> amazing. Congratulations. Cheers. 14 years. Wow. We could have postponed. Yeah, we could have. <laughs> we no, don't no. do anything. It's been 14 years. This is what your future looks like. No celebrations. <laughs> You're killing uh, me. Well, yeah, so cheers. <laughs> We're going out next week. We're talking yeah, about yeah. It's fine. 
so when you're looking for a space, you, you feel like this fits your mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was an empty lot before. Yep. yep. And it was zoned for anything. It was, it was zoned like Lancaster had kind of like a weird zoning thing. It was residential business, residential, commercial, something else, farm. And it was like a dual zone. This is this was old, originally farmland. There was a barn and a house that burned down like 15, 20 years ago. Um, or it became, I don't know, it became unlivable. And then the fire department burned it down. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I mean, we kind of stumbled upon it. And, you know, it had some trees, some old growth trees. But mostly it was just shrubs and, you know, or scrub. You know, so we cleared it and we left one tree in the back corner there and What's the lot size? 2.5 acres. Because this is mad. Like this, you come out here and, and people are probably thinking like Lancaster Brewery, like where in Lancaster yeah. is it? It's not in the village, but like you come out here and it's, you're, you're coming out here to hang out and like spend some time and experience outdoors inside and just kind of experience it all. Yeah. When you're building this spot, a lot of people, when they're building a place, they're like, it looked so much bigger on paper and now it's small. Do you even feel that? Because this still feels massive in here. I mean, when the walls were going up, we were like, oh, you know, it, it's a good size. I actually, I remember feeling like, oh, maybe we don't have enough room, right? And and it felt small um, once we started getting, like, the cold room in and some of the other, you know, interior walls up. But once we got tables in and everything, I was like, oh, no, this is the right size. Like, you know, we had a good architect that helped us with this and, you know, made sure we had the right, the right layout, the right flow. You know, we had the mezzanine spot, mm-hmm. so we had, you know, you can do events up there you know i mean we have space for what 100 150 yeah now? about 150 yeah. well plus in the outdoor space and in the outdoor space, yeah. and the outdoor space was yeah. so important right i mean there's there's so many spots that we loved going to hamburg southern tier right. 42 north all those spaces in the south towns that we just love spending time at we are from the north town so we don't get down there very often we just didn't feel like there were any places this way that had those outdoor spaces like that where you could go and spend hours just hanging out at and we really wanted to bring a feel like that up here and you know we're we hope that we've accomplished something like that yeah so to that point i mean it's, it's getting a little bit colder now so some of the things have been brought in but what does a normal summer look like out there is it yard games is it just tables and what, what is that out there yeah we have a couple cornhole board sets we have uh i don't know bigger than human size beer pong yard well, pong. you can't say you can't say can't say beer pong um, We've had several names iterations I mean, for it. Honestly, Yard pong, we're calling. Yeah, it right now. little little kids love it. Like, I mean, we have you know the gravel stone area in the back. That's our beer garden. You know, eventually we want to get fire pits. We want to put in some outdoor heaters. You know, it'll be more of a three seasons type space. There'll be an outdoor bar out there. Yeah. It's plumbed for that oh, cool. right now, so we have space for that. Um, yeah, the plan is to eventually be able to do some outdoor events out there, live music stuff like that what we find is the parents love hanging under the patio overhang and the kids play in the back and sure. you know the dogs kind of roam around back there and you know it, it works good right you, everyone's within earshot everyone's visible and you know everyone seems to get along so yeah it is it's a perfect middle ground between like new york beer project Brightsmith is further north and then you have everybody you named in the south towns mm-hmm. and now you guys are here yeah. and it's the perfect blend because it's not we're not in the middle of nowhere. Like we're yeah. literally on Genesee and we're right by Lancaster Speedway for those familiar with the area, which really opens up a lot of opportunities for people like Cheek to Walk, it's a twelve you know, twelve to twenty minute drive depending on traffic. Yeah. If you have to cut across the airport, if you're on this side of uh, transit, then it's super it's easy. super convenient yeah. because yeah. otherwise you're just taking Genesee, it's a straight shot. Yeah. I mean there's nothing crazy. And you opened up a massive opportunity with 
indoor outdoor space to just facilitate it the issue that you've alluded to off camera so far as parking yeah <laughs> where people are flagging each other down saying like you can take my spot i'm leaving so do you want to touch on that and then did you did you anticipate that because your parking lot's not small no it's no. not small i mean you know we've had people reach out you know you know you have you need to get more parking as well i mean my lot's only so big so uh 56 spots get eaten up pretty quickly um you know but people get creative they park you know hey if you drive a truck park on the grass park in front of the sign we encourage carpooling we also encourage ride sharing right we also want to encourage people to be responsible (laughs) so uber and lyft are always encouraged right shut up drew stop telling them to park on the lawn (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean we we have some thoughts about what we could do as far as expanding parking going forward we're probably not going to share them right now because nothing's set in stone um we do hope to be able to expand the parking situation you you can say it i mean you started with this massive monstrosity of a building you're probably going to build a parking garage you can just say it Listen, i don't want to put one in front of eight the to ten levels at the minimum <laughs> fingers crossed like disney like Hotel. across the way yeah, yeah. yeah. A monorail some, yeah. some people movers all sorts yeah. of stuff right yeah. um that's phase two mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be there fire pits are one well yeah. one point one point one b parking garage mm-hmm. maybe underground that'd be cool oh you can't well bedrock's only like five feet down so never mind. don't want to interfere with the sewer ah it's true Anyway, so you being a home brewer and coming into this through that vein, we've talked with a lot of breweries that started on like a five barrel system or a three barrel system or something like that. What was your logic on going right to a seven? Um, I, you know, it wasn't a, that much more to go to a seven. Um, you know, I actually the, the brewing community has been great to us, right? Like Carl Colby, the pressure drop, Evan Flurry, you know, the the. You know, all the guys in the, the brewing community have been awesome. And, you know. People, not guys. People. people. Yeah. Sure. And it's, you know, it's been, you know, they they really guided a lot of our process, right? Like, I, I had picked out a supplier, but I wasn't sure if they were the right ones. And, you know, Carl has the same, used the same company. So I went down to Pressure Drop and met with him. And, you know, he walked me through his system. He gave me some pointers and told me, you know, do this, don't do that kind of stuff, right? And. You know, we, we got an oversized mash ton, so we can do 10-barrel 10 10 barrel batch, batches in there, which allows us to do higher-gravity beers. So this 8.1 double dry hot New England, I didn't have to overstretch my mash ton. I could have done a 9-percenter if I wanted to, or, you know, I don't have to – I can get the same volume that I want um, out of a regular – you know, out of a higher-gravity beer than I, than I would have um, otherwise. So, you know, there's – I, I kind of had that 7-barrel, 5 to 7-barrel – you know, is like a good sweet spot for starting out. Um, it allows us to do, you know, I sized it based on how many beers I thought I was going to sell, which actually got pretty close. We, we go through about a batch a week. Um, at least that's what we've been seeing. So, you know, that's what I want. I want to be brewing once a week. We've been brewing once to twice a week to keep up with demand. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where you size it from, from a standpoint that, you know, when you're picking your brew house, how, how often do you want to be brewing? Right. I mean, that's how I looked at it. Um, you know. We also saw, too, I mean, just being able to learn from, n- not mistakes, but just seeing the other breweries that have opened in the past five years, how quickly so many of them grew out of the systems they started with right, and yeah. moved into bigger systems, right? We kind of learned from that. It happened a- very quickly for many of them, and we didn't 
not necessarily that that was a mistake for them, but we knew that that was a real possibility for us. And if that was going to happen, we might as well start bigger. We had the space. We weren't limited by space. We weren't in a, in a tiny area where we needed to start with something like a one barrel or a three barrel. Mm -hmm. We had the room. So if we had the capital, um, we might as well start with as big of a system as we possibly could so that we didn't have to be faced with upgrading quickly. Sure. It's interesting too, because we've, we've been talking about this and like sitting down with you guys for years and it's really cool to sit here and have this conversation in something that you guys built. And it's wild too, because the, our, we know the same people we've talked to the same people we've interviewed the same people. And the consensus was even at the beer festival that we worked, everyone's like, yeah, they're like, they're already a brewery. They're just waiting for the building. <laughs> And it was just such a weird dynamic where that's, yeah, yeah, it was, it was backwards yeah. for the, probably the first brewery in Western New York for that to happen to. But it, I mean, it was just, you had such a cult following and it, nothing about it was like illegal. Like you weren't making money or, you know, whatever, no. but it was just like, you, everyone knew your products were good. It's, it's almost similar to Briar Brothers where yeah. they had this massive cult following on the back end of just people that love the, they love the beer and they're just like, guys, just find the spot. When, when are you opening? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. find the spot. Yeah. So it's really cool that you guys were one of that. Yeah, what do you attribute that to though? Like how oh. did you guys build that following? I mean, it was that peanut butter beer. I'm telling you. Yeah, it probably so was, good. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that, that gave me nightmares of trying to clean everything afterwards. <laughs> 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 to me, I would just attribute like the following that Drew and Justin have gained to the fact that Drew has worked so hard to just research the shit out of absolutely everything involved in brewing, making beer, running a brewery, opening a restaurant, like he doesn't do anything halfway. He does everything 150% and he has just worked his ass off to be able to, to do this successfully. It has never been something that he's done um, halfway. And I think that shows for people like it's just never been a hobby. It's been something that he's worked really, really hard at and his products have, have shown that hard work. And I think the building shows that and the operation shows that. And, you know, I think people appreciate that. Yeah. It's, I mean, even as a home brewer, like you talk to Justin, you talk to Ashley, it's like I didn't stay in my driveway very long brewing with Coleman Cooler and, you know, That's a right. pot, right? I, I went to All Grain very quickly. I have pictures know. on a napkin of him. We were at a restaurant one day and he's drawing out the um, electric brew system of how it's going to run. And there's like circuits and like weird shit that I don't know how to <laughs> like. I didn't even know what it was. I remember taking a picture of it and saying, like, what is this? And it's just his brain and working. I mean, you know, brewing is science, right? It's chemistry. And yeah. and even putting together the, the brewing system is science. And he's just he cares about it. It's all he thinks about. It's all he does like. It's a lot. It's you, you're not he just lives a, and breathes it. You're not just a brewer. You got to be, you know, you got to be a mechanic. You got to be an electrician. You got to you got to know how to do all that stuff. That's why, like, all these guys, the business owners, the brewers in the community. I mean, it is it is so much more than just brewing beer. And, yeah, he didn't get a Mister Beer kit and brew two batches of beer and think, hey, I'm really good at this. I'm going to open a brewery. Like, it it's so much more than that. Well, yeah, I'm just giving credit to the, the other guys. I mean, it's, all, it's I mean, just, yeah, of course, but it's so much, right? it's a there's, lot. There's it's a lot so more than I think the average consumer realizes yeah. um, that they know about and know how to do. 
Yeah, it's funny because our last interview we did with the brewery was Flying Bison, which was one of the first breweries in the area. Yeah. And now this brewery is one of the newest breweries in the area. So hearing his thoughts on the brewing community in Buffalo and how it's evolved since he started was crazy. But I'm interested to hear, like, you brought up Carl and you brought up uh, Evan Flurry. Mm-hmm. Like, what other mentors or anything did you have in the community that you kind of bounce ideas off of? Because I'm sure, oh, again, going to a seven-barrel system, not many people had seven barrels. I, yeah, I mean, I... You know, all the other brewers that are just starting out, right? Like, even those guys, like, I, I even find they're coming to us, you know, asking questions, right? And and it's like, I don't know shit. Like, you know, <laughs> you're asking me, well, here, let me connect you with this guy. Or, you know, like, I mean, we, we, we're part of the Western Europe Brewers Guild, right? It, it's a great community of, of you know, all those folks I mentioned and others that, you know, you know, Rusty Nickel and... Uh, you know, it's it's Joe know. Marshall from Joe, yeah, um, Lily Joe Bell and, and TIL. They're in the village of Lancaster, so they've been so welcoming to us. Obviously, Josh they're our Westshore. closest neighbor. Um, yeah, we West have Shore. Resurgence's old canning machine here oh, cool. in our brewing. And if you're area. watching, I'm going to be calling in a favor on that. So we're <laughs> going to plug you, it in. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're going to plug it in soon. So. <laughs> May need some help. Drew, I might need your help <laughs> um, if you're watching. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, help from Resurgence. I mean, just everybody has everybody's been really great. In, in an industry where you may think when a new brewery is announced, the other breweries may roll their eyes and just think, oh, my God, another one. Nobody has done that. They've just been super welcoming and friendly and helpful. I just, everyone was just waiting, man. They, every, literally, everybody was waiting for a building. Yeah. They already knew you were here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's funny. I mean, when, when you talk about, like, putting the cart before the horse, right? I mean, yeah, most breweries, like, if you're just renovating a space, the, the, long, the long pole in the tent, right, is, is your license, right? And it's getting the New, New York State, you know, SLA to give you your manufacturer's permit, right? And... For us, I mean, we applied for that in 20, I don't know, what was it, 2020, right? Well, you have to have land. You have to have yeah. a, a, a land and a lease and, like, prove that you can build a physical building and, or at least renovate one at that point. That's what allows you to, like, submit your application, and then they'll, they'll work on it. But it, like, takes, like, six to eight to ten months to get one. So if you're just renovating a building, as long as you get that lease in place, your renovations generally aren't, like, 
you know, 10 or 12 months long. Yeah, there were breweries that I think announced they were opening after us and have opened before like I think us. Because it just didn't take us. It took us so much longer to build sure. this place. Yeah, like I think those guys at Spot Octopus were waiting on their license, right? And and I think thankfully the temporary license or something kicked in and then they were able to... There was a yeah, new, one new at Cat too, I think same yeah. thing. They were able to, op- like they announced after us and were able to open because yep. they were renovating mm-hmm. and working on their building. So but it was an existing building. It just doesn't take... I mean, Construction takes a long time. Yeah, sure. we had our license... September of last year, our, our conditional approval that the only thing left on our approval list was finished construction. <laughs> like, you know, you just have yeah. to have, and we, we like had foundation walls at that point and we're like, sure. uh, you know, so. what, um, from the construction standpoint, I mean, sweat equity is one of the best stories to, to ever have as a business owner. It's like, literally I built this with blood, sweat and tears. Mm-hmm. How was that process? I assume with something like this, oh, there man. was, it was just union cats climbing over each other trying to build a wall like was what was that whole experience like i mean so in my former role i worked at lindy for 15 years you know we did construction there execution uh, management there and um you know construction projects and stuff dealing with contractors i mean we had a great group of contractors that you know they were great to work with but me my father ashley were very much like do-it-yourself people so like if there was some small little project that we could do ourselves, we would do it. Like, I mean, back in the corner here, I'm building the host, hostess stand, right? Because we, we have a rinky-dink one right now. We wanted to to trim out, you know, the draft system. I put that in myself. We balanced, you know, we did the math, balanced the lines. Beer's poured pretty good. I mean, we're still figuring it out, but, um, you know. We did the flooring up on the second floor. They yeah, just finished that. that. His yeah. dad did that. Yeah. Um, the pond liner. We assembled they the brew house. They you know. built the fence themselves, did all the grass seed on all the landscaping yeah. by themselves. Our chef, myself, and our yes. sous chef built our fence. So when it's when <laughs> you come of the here. kitchen staff came in and helped. I mean, yeah. it was just, we had contractors, and they did a great job, but it was also a lot of there's just us doing a lot of yeah, work. I mean, we, we built, we put the sign in, yeah. you know, uh, Buffalo brew fab did the metal work on the sign, but like the structure of it and everything, the lighting, all that was, was ourselves. Right. I mean, you know, I wanted something unique and I kind of wasn't able to articulate how exactly I wanted everything. And, kind of falls to me then to execute it so we built those tap boards we designed them ourselves we wanted something we didn't want the typical chalkboard looks i wanted something a little bit cleaner so we came up with the design figured out how to execute those ourselves yeah it's very like a clean industrial looking here yeah thank you yeah is that what the pinterest board was pretty much yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i called it um i think i called it like west coast modern west coast modern farmhouse i think okay. i called it oh there you go thank you crushed it thank you who who did the general layout like okay well, i'm gonna draw a square yeah and then i'm gonna start mapping was it both of you with an architect yeah we we worked through uh carmina wood morris uh, joe dorbiala shout out to him did a great job on the layout we got together some late nights and sat around the you know giant tv and he sketched up some layouts drank a lot of beer while doing drank it. some beers and spitball ideas you know all everything from you know how do you we use my pinterest board as a <laughs> as a start just saying that was it right but you know we we looked at everything like to how does the sun track through the sky and and you know where is it in the fall versus the summer versus the spring and how do you orient the building so it looks big from the road and where's the wind gonna be from predominantly the wind patterns like crazy stuff you wouldn't think about but like and things we were able to do that we wouldn't have been able to do right. if we bought an existing building sure. or, or yep. in a strip mall right 
It's it's a really good point, though, especially from the HVAC standpoint. Having the prevailing winds that are northwest in our area, that's a massive impact because you're going to get hit with all the snow, all the cottonwood. So kudos to you because most people don't think about that or know about it. That's amazing. Is that from your construction experience that you need to do? Partly. I mean, you know, it's it's a a little bit of that. But, I mean, you know, I, I... you know, I did some, we put a pool in our house a few years ago, and that was something we were considering, right? Like, where do we put the shed and the overhang and all this stuff? And you gotta. And also, he just overanalyzes everything <laughs> and thinks about like all I, of this stuff. Like so I said, it, you know. His brain works differently than a lot of other people. We would still not be open if it was up to me at it's this point. It's true. So. so, talking about <laughs> being open, you obviously have an extensive list of beer. But you keep mentioning your kitchen and, and your chef. Can you talk a little bit about your food and what yeah. food options? Because it's not just a general pub food, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. How many employees do you have? We have 24 employees currently. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Every single one yeah. of them is amazing. They are. Yeah. We're so, we have the best staff. Our team is awesome. Yeah. Um, and our chef is right up there at the top. He is uh, from Las Vegas. What? Uh, came to Buffalo a couple years ago. His fiance's family is from Buffalo. So he um, came here a couple years ago. He's just brought this cool West Coast vibe here. His menu is just, it's elevated pub food. It's got some unique aspects. The presentation is beautiful. We have had so much good feedback on the food. I can't say enough about him, his presentation, his creativity. He's got so many great ideas for us going forward. I mean, the menu that we have right now is creative and amazing, but where he wants us to be going forward yeah. is just even better. And I think um, I think we're just going to be phenomenal going forward. So like a West Coast style, but like name a dish that's on there. It's not like a oh, spicy so cheeseburger. Like what? Oh, you- no. Okay. So I would say probably um, the deep fried deviled eggs uh, have been oh, okay. one of the knockouts on the menu. They're um, obviously deep fried deviled egg. They have sriracha aioli. They've got um, like a bourbon braised pancetta bacon on the top. Ooh. They're so good. He's got a deep fried grilled cheese. That's amazing. He's got a chicken sandwich that he will tell you and chefs have, they all have big egos, but he will tell you it's the best chicken sandwich in Buffalo, and I have to agree to be perfectly I mean, honest. We've gotten the most good feedback out of any day. I mean, we've gotten a lot of great feedback about flatbreads, the salads, the burgers. But, but that like, chicken the sandwich. chicken sandwich, by far, like, I got people pulling me aside as they're walking out, like, that chicken sandwich, like. Really? There's the sauce on it. It's a secret sauce. He won't tell anybody what's in yeah. it. Is so, it grilled or fried? It's, it's a crispy chicken crispy sandwich. Butter. It's got provolone. It's got pickles brioche bun and chef manny's secret sauce nice which i cannot disclose the sure, recipe yeah absolutely but i highly recommend it's it it's really good yeah so looking back you guys have been open for how long now mm, week six. six six weeks yeah Counted well, weeks. what are your thoughts now like is this does this exceed expectations oh are you guys still looking to make it like what are your thoughts now after being open for this long there are so many thoughts take a nap <laughs> It's take a I'm, vacation. Yeah, right. No, it, yeah, it's it's a ton of work. But I mean, I had no illusions that it wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, I I'm I'm super excited where we're headed, right? Like I I look at like where we were when we opened day 1 and it was a line from here all the way around the back and out onto the patio and there people were parked out on Genesee and it was like 
oh my God, what did we do? And like, we were terrified. And, and we, I mean, it sounds great, but like we didn't know how to handle it. No. And we had some some negative feedback in those first couple of days because we we had made some decisions about how we were going to handle things. And we just didn't know what we were doing, right? And we very quickly made some adaptations and some changes. And we feel like we've just made leaps and bounds in those first few weeks. We've made a lot of changes. We've, we've you know, I think we've just come a long way in those first few weeks. Like and what, just like wait times and people? No, it was just I mean, process, it, yeah, flows, procedures, um, just ways to get people that, in the door and sure. seated faster yeah. and just better experiences for people. I mean, admittedly, we're not restaurants. Right? We, right. we, we don't we come, didn't from, come the restaurant, from the food and beverage industry. industry right? Neither of us did. So, you know, thankfully, we've hired a great chef. We have a great front of house Tap manager. Tap manager is amazing we've, as well. You know, yeah, Mandy's awesome. You know, we, we've got... You know, we got the we got all the horsepower we need to be great, and and we're 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 walking before we're running, right? That's how I, like we say like the menu's awesome right now, but like we got some great ideas coming, right? Like brunch is coming back, like Ooh. you know, like we had brunch on the first week, second week I think it was awesome. Like we talked about that West Coast feel. We had the doors open. It was light and airy. It was like seventy degrees out. This is great it was coffee house cool. brunch vibe. Yeah, it was then great. we kind of quickly realized like. It was too much, right? Yeah. Our staff, although we have 24 people on staff, it's really not that many when you're trying to do a full brunch menu, you're trying to switch over the kitchen to dinner. It's a long day for our kitchen staff. Um, it's a big menu. And we're like, you know what? Let's dial it back. We'll bring brunch back when we've had a couple of months under our belt. We've got a few more people in the kitchen that can kind of break up the day for people. So, you know, just learning experiences and things that we're kind of just trying to figure out. For sure. But yeah, it's coming back. It will come back. It's it will awesome. Come back. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So walk me through. If somebody comes in here first time, what is what is what are you guys known for? First of all, how do you pronounce actually pronounce? Uh, uh, yes. Okay. Thank you for asking. The age old question. Not brazen. It is brazen. Brazen. Brazen brewing. The word is brazen. Do you know what the word brazen means? I do not. Okay. Do you want to give like, me that? It's not a high level word. Brazen. Do it's, you know? Huh? Yeah. It's. The actual definition is like. Did you look this up before you? No, came? it's not necessarily. He's gonna give the Mary Mobster. I didn't look it up. No, it's from my understanding of it. It's not a uh, like a, a p. It's it's the PC way of saying it's just like the effort mentality. We're just gonna do it. It's yeah, like bold. Kinda. I would it, say yeah. it means bold. Sure, for the apologetic. Most part. Yeah. Unapologetic no, or yes. bold. Yeah, yeah right. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's the uh, the brazen approach. Like we're just we're just yes. gonna like we're gonna it, let's it. just do it. So it's been used a lot in the last several years in news stories with the rise of many dictators around the world mm. they have said there's been brazen attempts sure. or brazen you yeah. know thing. read history derek i guess i've just never seen it written down before so is that why you but, chose the name no i well i mean <laughs> i mean it's not after any dictators for <laughs> yeah. sure no i mean it i like honestly it's it came about you know we we hemmed and hawed about what the name should be and we very much wanted to be like something that you know, gave some kind of feeling or had like, you know, kind of like a bold name and, and brazen has that, right. It's, it's a pretty, pretty, uh, bold word. Um, but it's literally just, this is a pretty brazen thing for me and Ashley to undertake. Right. So we felt like once we, you know, so we started with the strip mall idea, right. And, um, once it kind of came to fruition that we were going to build this building and we knew that we were going to leave our jobs because I left my job in March of 2020. Um, 
knowing that this was on the horizon and Drew knew that he was going to be leaving his job at some point, we felt like that was a pretty brazen thing to be doing to take this, um, you know, make this move. Yeah. And um, so it kind of came from there. Plus, yeah. we thought it sounded cool. So there's an awesome brewery in Houston called Brash Brewing, and I love their beer. And I just it's like a synonym kind of. Yeah. But I, you it's know, the alliteration. It's, yeah. But but like I love their. They do some crazy. We would never go their marketing direction because they're more you know, like middle finger everything. But but like they're awesome. Um, I loved going to that brewery when I visit Houston. I did for work a lot, and and um, you know, so that kind of like tipped me into you know brazen, right? So sure, that's cool. Makes me happy. So we're sitting here getting ready to record. Two people come up in the parking lot. We're closed today. So can you tell people what your hours are? Because yeah. clearly you can't be open on the weekends and during the week. Yeah. So we're <laughs> right now we're Wednesday, Thursday, 4 to 10, uh, Friday, 4 to 11, uh, Saturday, noon to 11, and Sunday, noon to 8. So Bill's party on Sundays. Nice. You know, we have specials. Um, you know, we're starting out with we're getting some events going. We got hatches and hops, actually. Well, this will air later, but uh, tomorrow. Um, so nice, you know, so yeah, we got the axe wagon coming out. We got, you know, yoga coming, We're pure doing bar. fitness classes. Yeah. yeah. Saturdays and Sunday mornings on the weekends. We've got, um, we're going to have some trivia coming up on Wednesday nights going forward, like a family feud style trivia, which oh, cool. is a little bit unique to the area instead of regular trivia, which will be cool. Um, some crafting classes, charcuterie boards, um, loaded lumber is going to be coming in. We've got a succulent planting class. We're going to have um, Bonded Buffalo coming in to do the permanent jewelry. So we just got, like, you know, some fun, cool, unique events coming it's, in. Yeah, we got – it's a lot of fun stuff. Like, I'm really excited to bring this stuff out to the North Towns, East Towns, I guess. I don't, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I don't, right? I don't know but what like, I would classify it as. Yeah, it, like, this is the stuff that a lot of times would be downtown, mm-hmm. right? And, and now we're bringing it out to the suburbs a little bit and, you know – I, I think that's awesome, right? I hope people come out on the weekends and, you know, for the bar class and, you know, for the yoga and stay and have a drink, bring your bring your boyfriend or your husband and your kids out and have them, you know, hang out and have a beer and some pizza or something, yeah. you know. So where can people find where all the classes and events and everything are? Yeah, so our social media is probably the best way to keep up with us. We're at Brazen Brew Co. on Instagram and our Facebook is Brazen Brewing. Cool. And you're very responsive, I might add. I try. I try my best. It's usually always me. It's never Drew. <laughs> so if you are messaging me on Facebook or Instagram, it's me. Nice I, to talk to you. I love it. It's me on the email. Yeah. Usually you just forward it to me, yeah. and then I respond on the email as well. So it's usually always me. You're, bu- you're busy building a fence, man. Yeah, yeah, it's true. No, no more fences. I'm done with fences. He's building the host stand. I got yeah. host stand. I got tile work. The list is long. He's doing tile in the bathroom, too. I didn't even mention yeah. that right now. It's, yeah, it's wild. It never stops, and it never will stop. I, you know, I, I have a hope that it will <laughs> slow. But it won't. I, yeah, no, it will. You can't only tile so much. Eventually, right. you run out of wall space. I'll find more projects for you to do. If not here, then at home. You know what I equate it to? It's like when you move into a house, your first house you ever bought, and you have like, you have to buy all the stuff for that house, right? You're like you, you need, you need bops, you need dustpans, you need, you need cleaning supplies, you need, you need everything, right? You need furniture, you need all that stuff, and you're like, wow, you just, you're, you know, we're doing it like four x, right? Because it's just huge, right? Sure. But it's uh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... But you always need more napkins here. 
Always need more napkins. Yeah, if anybody has a good line on black dinner <laughs> napkins, <laughs> I don't know why. Out and they like, are very expensive. I just, yeah, it's funny. It's like, can't find dinner napkins. That's interesting. Weird. Black. Weird, yeah, weird things that, like, we struggle to source. Sure. Yeah. So what would be a beer that you would recommend somebody try when they come in? Do you have a style, like, this is what we do? Yeah, well, no, yes, yeah. <laughs> That is a very definitive answer. <laughs> I like to brew everything. That's the most okay? true answer ever. Yeah, it's I'm, true. I'm, I, it depends what on you, the season and my mood of the day. Drew but likes to brew New England IPAs. Just answered the honest truth. I don't like to admit it, but yes. That so. is what Drew likes to brew. Ashley likes to tell Drew that you have to brew everything. That is the answer. Good answer. That's a, yeah, you. I feel like I just said no. So that, so that stud loser is the mm. your That's favorite the one. Drew on Brew okay. on the board right now. That was my yes. Yeah, I'm very proud yes. of that one. I like. I I think it turned out great. Soft, pillowy. It's got all the uh, you know hit the checks hallmarks all the, all, of checks the, the New boxes. England IPA. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So the thing is, what we keep saying though is like it doesn't really matter what we like to brew or what we like to drink. It matters what the people that are coming here like to drink, right? So we'll let people tell us what they want, and they have told us. Many times, right, they've come in and they've said, why don't you have a Pilsner on? And for the first couple of weeks, we didn't have a Pilsner on, even though that Pilsner that's on the board was the second beer we brewed because oh, Pilsners God. take longer to sure. sit in the tank Still and get ready. Um, so the, the customers will tell us what they want to drink and we'll keep making them. We had a couple sours on when we started. Um, they sold like crazy. We have the sour IPA on right now, which is awesome. We don't have a regular sour on. We've got one in the tank that's fermenting. That'll be ready soon. Um, you know, we'll try to always keep a sour on because we know that that people want that. We'll always keep an IPA on at least one, if not more, because, again, those have been selling really great. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got that stout. You had that stout in front of you, Mike, that you really liked. That it's stout really is still on from when we opened. So maybe in the summer that is not going to be a style that's not going to sell as well. But in the winter, I think we've got an imperial stout that's that's really good. That's almost ready. Yeah. So I think in that'd the colder really months, nice. that'll sell really well. We'll just... You know, we'll just kind of see what people like to drink and and go from there. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and to that point, your your list is extensive. I mean, there's wheats, pilsners, stout, English dark milds, IPAs, brown ale, sour yeah. sessions. Like you got, you are you're basically going to be providing somebody what they want. Just come down and try it. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we got we got 15. I have 20 faucets total. Right. We're always going to have cider. We want to have kombucha. We're going to have a wine that pours out of one of them that's five and then the rest of the 15 are beer right so you know i got eight on right now i got room for seven more you know so we'll you know as as some of these you know hang on longer we'll keep them on there and you know we'll keep brewing new stuff so but what's also we'll cool 12 13 you know yeah. we didn't mention we kept our homebrew system and we brought it here oh, so what's sure. cool is we're gonna brew experimental brews on the small oh, system yeah. things that we don't know how they're going to sell or if people will like them and we'll bring them on and we'll say, these are limited, right? Come in, try them, let yep. us know what you think. And if, if they sell well, if people like them, we'll ruin on the big system and we'll, you know, we'll try them out there, but we're definitely planning on doing those as well. We'll brew on a brew day. We'll do a seven barrel batch of one of the regular beer, beers and we can do the pilot system at the same time. And, you know, we've got a couple of brews that we're planning on the small system just to see how they do. Are you guys planning on canning at all in the future? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, you said yeah. you got the resurgence can. Yeah, we yep. got we have their old line, so we'll uh, 
we'll get that fired up hopefully the next month or two and um, start cranking out four packs. So, you know, awesome. yeah, in the next, I'm hoping by Christmas I got, I got four packs of something to sell. So Cool. Yeah. And then do you have you. liquor here and stuff too? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so we have our farm brewer's license, which allows us to sell New York State wine, ciders, and liquors. So we have a really nice wine list that we're starting. It started small, but we are starting to expand it. We've got OSB ciders. We always have three ciders on tap. And we have New York State Liquor. We've got a, about an 8 to 10 um, drink cocktail list right now, which is which is really nice. Our wow. taproom manager has put it together. It's it's a really nice cocktail list, and it's expanding, um, you know, kind of as we speak. It's seasonal. We've got a couple of really nice uh, pumpkin fall cocktails on it right now. And, um, yeah, it'll change seasonally. Yeah, the big thing we always wanted to have was something for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you come in, you're not a beer drinker, you know, we've got cider, right? The cider's been... OSB does awesome cider. If you've yeah, never been do. to their tap room, like, go check them out. Like, Sweet. Two awesome, awesome stuff. I really like, you know, it's kind of it's kind of timely, unfortunately, but Gangster's Paradise, like, it's mm-hmm. it's a good one. Um, you know, and we got things for non-alcoholic, you know, folks, right? If, you know, kombucha, um, you know, we have all the Pepsi products, all that kind of stuff. So, yep. you know, we've got something for everybody. You know, even the kids come out. Um, you know, kids are more than welcome. Sure. Cool. That's awesome. Well, you guys are crushing it. I mean, just pulling up to the place, it's just, it's insane how beautiful it looks. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys could have done a better job. So congratulations. That's thanks. awesome. And thanks for letting us celebrate your uh, anniversary with you guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We would have we it no other way. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I appreciate you guys coming out. It's awesome. Absolutely. Go check them out on their social media and come out and try beer. Just have fun. Enjoy the experience and just visit this beautiful place. It's you. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank thanks, you guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.